Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And tonight is The Walking Dead. Uh, this was episode 606. And always accountable. Um, I like the title. <laughs> Just, it was kind of, uh, it was fitting, you know. Had that little window into the episode, but different. Uh, the director was Jeff uh, January. Um, this guy's unfortunate credits are not very great. Uh, <laughs> uh, some of his highlights are Hostel 3. Uh, you ever see that one, bro? Oh, word up. That's awesome. <laughs> or how about Tremors 4? Look, I ain't hating on either one of those. I'm a fan of Hostel and Tremors. I was a fan of Hostel 1 and one and a half, maybe two. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Tremors lost me after number two. <laughs> well, probably could have lost you after number one. The <laughs> yeah, loss of Kevin Bacon great. was too much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the writer was uh, Heather Belson. And, you know, she's uh, not a virgin to it, but she, she doesn't have a lot of credits. Her only other big thing is Black Sails. And I think that's one of your good favorite shows, wasn't it? That's not one of my favorite shows, but it's a... It's a quality show. So that's about all the credits we got there. So um, what was your overall opinion of the episode? I like two-thirds of it. Two-thirds of it, huh? I like the beginning. I like the end. The middle was dog shit. <laughs> tell me how you really feel, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you tell me you like the middle of this episode, I might throw up on this no. mic. No. I mean, like what I told a lot of people, you know, we have our we have our little group of fans that we talk to pretty constant, and they send some feedback, and... And, uh, you know, I got some emails and a few other, uh, I told everybody said this episode only made me question more where in the heck are we going this season? And so here's a great example. And I love this. This was a feedback. Um, uh, this was from David and he says, you know, I have no idea what's going on and I don't know whether to be excited about where we're going or just plain annoyed that I don't know where we're going. And uh, now one thing about David, he's told me he, he has not read the source material. And so I have, and so I have a good idea what's going on, but I think that's where the show failed because, well, not to say, let me rephrase that. It didn't fail, but like, I feel like I know what was going on and where it's leading, but I can see where the person who didn't know the source material could be completely lost. Well, what they've done is they've had three straight basic filler episodes not not necessarily total filler but we had a morgan episode we had a alexandria filler and now we've had a daryl abraham sasha filler well we knew that was going to happen they do that every dang season now i know but the problem is is they threw in three filler episodes after the possible death of a major character yes uh, the troll of dealing with glenn is ridiculous yeah and the thing of it is the beginning of this episode totally took me in a direction i didn't think they were going to go so i was like wow this is cool absolutely then the middle just made me want to just oh i know it was really And then the end was like cool i like the direction this is headed it kind of was like chipper at the end yeah you know it was like because there was a lot of things going on in this episode that didn't make you have a little suspense and question about some things. And I was like, oh, 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 oh my God, are they about to do this? Of course, this is me thinking about the source material and different things going on and where I think this is in comparison to the comic book. Um, there were some scenes where if you were a comic book fan, you were sweating bullets. I'm talking about for Abraham's character. Uh, it was like, there was parts where like, I was like, holy crap. My heart was pounding out of my chest. I was thinking this was about to go down, you know, and it didn't, ha- it didn't, you know, the, the parts that I was anticipating, which is great. But, you know, I think, I wonder, I think it was on purpose. You know, there was parts of that, you know. Yeah, I don't have the source material knowledge on this, but, and you, you bring up Abraham, but some of his stuff was the stuff that really had me shaking my head. Yeah, yeah, we'll dive into that. Uh, Beginning the episode, one of my favorite scenes of the entire episode was the opening scene where you see the road and it was a perfect straight line all the way in the distance and you see all the walkers coming. Yeah. And it was nice, slow, long effect. And I really like this scene. I really like the fact that they weren't so stupid that they said, 
let's get some distance before we turn. It's like, okay, great. Yeah. There's one of those small details and then that make a difference. The part that kills me on it is, is that do you think Daryl's bike is pretty good loud, especially when even if you're going ten, twenty Jeez. miles an hour? Well, when they crank it in the woods, it's like it a bulldozer. Yeah, exactly. You know, it sounds like a log truck going on it. So let's go ahead and be honest here. That radio chatter had no static, no buzz, no. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Sasha? You know, it was. It was. <laughs> Hey, let's let's turn up here. You know, it was nice, calm, like we're on a cell phone with <laughs> no sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what could it Over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, misfire. you know, whatever. Misfire. Come on. I'm not too stressed about that, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, you would have some motorcycle noise, some wind noise, and uh, everything else. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yes. But no, I was happy to see that they actually put some distance between themselves and the walker before they turned off the road. Well, it was almost. You know, it was good and bad. Because imagine if the horde was still there when the ambush happened. Yeah, Think maybe. about that. You know, a lot of people were like, hmm, if they still had the horde with them, maybe they don't get ambushed. Maybe this, maybe that. You know, of course, that's not where they want to go. But, uh, yes, I was completely shocked that they got ambushed. The ambush was, was so total out shock. of left field. Yeah. It was not expect this. And me knowing source material, this was... Whoa, way out there. You know, just did not expect it at all. And it was well done. I thought the the shooting scene, all that stuff, um, you know, the shooting at the car, the chase. The oh, gunfire. the shooting at the car was awesome. Dude, when when Abraham Sasha came out there and riddled yeah. that car. Just regulated. I was like, hell yes. I was like, dude, the only thing missing was seeing the bodies jiggle around and blood going everywhere. And they didn't show that, you know. Which was unbelievable that this show didn't have blood spatter Bursting all over the window. Exactly. That was, I was like, this is so cool. They're shooting this car up. But where is Nicotero's fake dummies and these blood just going da-da-da-da-da? Yeah. Um, that was such a miss. I was like, this is the, the part that could have happened. The one error I saw was when Daryl goes down on the bike, the crossbow goes flying. Oh, thank you. And then thank he gets, you. He gets back you. on there. The crossbow right here in my notes. Nicely mounted the crossbow on the crossbow was toast. <laughs> and he pulls it off the bike later. I was like, nah. No, literally the next scene when he's back on the bike, it's nicely mounted on the yeah. back again. And then he it's dislodges like, it from the bike. When he goes, I was nope. like, nope. Nope. Busted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That crossbow is no longer accurate. No. That thing has been beat to death. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, not to mention shoved in a tiny sack later. That can't yes. get it out. Yeah, um, uh, but no, that was the only that was the only little miss I caught. But man, I really liked this because this totally took me off guard. Yes, something that was not predictable. Well, well done. Yeah, liked very well it. done. You know, and like I said, even when Sasha and Abraham escaped and that car crashed where the walkers are, and then he riddled that thing full of bullets and all that stuff, I loved it. And then I, I loved the dialogue with Abraham where he's like, he pulls a knife out and goes, well, I'll polish these eyes off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't like it, leave it unfinished or something, but yeah. what? All right, Daryl took a Jeep load away and they killed the car load. But there was clearly some standing. There was people in the little the the area and the around behind cars that were on the ground shooting. Right, but we didn't see them after they shot the cars up. No, the, you never saw another one of these people after they you know riddled that car with bullets. And while Sasha and Abraham are chit chatting about whether or not to stab these in the head, nobody's coming around the corner trying yes. to shoot at them. Yes. So I was, was a little no pursuit. Yeah, little wavery on that, but I was like, the scene was so cool, it didn't bother me. Yeah. You know, and you know, one thing I didn't really like was is that they even brought up in the dialogue is is that they were waiting for something. We weren't it. No, because they weren't. No one could have expected us. You know? Right. And so that's. I thought that was pretty neat. You know. So it was kind of. Hmm. Um, what you don't learn till way later that they're I looking for it. the fuel truck. You know. Right. Which. Man, yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. Anyway. Um, Let's break it down. Let's let's talk about the Abraham Sasha part of this before we go to the Daryl. All right, so they they riddled that thing full of bullets. They've 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 walked away. They're hanging out over there, and they make the determination. Hey, you know, you don't find the tracker. The tracker finds you. You know, right? Um, and Abraham's like, you know, you just want to sit here and hold our leather lovelies and da 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 da. And she's like, no. <laughs> I mean, he's he's got some good one liners in this one. You know, his sarcasm. Yeah, but. 
I didn't like it when Sasha was off the rails. I don't like Abraham off the rails. Right. When he wants to just run down that walker that's clearly paying no attention to them and draw attention to himself, I'm like, come on, man. Don't do this. Yeah. Don't be that guy. I know it. I know it. And, you know, she has to get on to him, like, don't leave breadcrumbs. Don't be stupid, you know. And she writes Dixon on the door and all that. Yeah. Um. So they go in this little building. I guess they're hiding out, you know, the Sunset Auto Insurance place. And, uh, you know, he, what is the significance of him finding this suit with all the, you know, highly decorated suit and stuff? What What is the significance here? All right, Abraham's ex-military, right? Correct. I think it was just kind of a, like a, a throwback to when he was, you know, more sane, I'd say. Right, when he's and, more, he's, you know life back before right it's kind of a just a memory you know things he admired before the crap at the right 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 you know when he was more disciplined and you know had it we know knew the direction he was headed you know you know what i appreciated about it i appreciated that they i have occasionally look at talk about or bring back scenes of life before the apocalypse happened and I think that's good because it's you, when you forget about that completely, it's not it's not the same as it was. When, especially what drew me into the show and what I love about the comic book is that you know when they quit referencing life before, you know it doesn't show you the significance of life now. You know, and so I like this part. You know, well when he when he pans the flashlight over to the family photo right. of the man that was in those dress blues, you know, I'm like, that's another reminder of when he was the same guy with his wife and children. Right. The classic and, picture. And all the mistakes he's made since that time to lose his family. And I think that's where it kind of all comes back at the end. It's like, you know, I made it through all that. And right. I plan on not making those mistakes anymore moving forward. Correct. You know? I got you. So they go into the room and, he, you know, he – it kind of shocked me a little bit. He kind yeah. of just walkers like just right there, oh, oh, just you know. bangs on the glass a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and uh, he's locked. And <laughs> could you sleep with this walker beating on the glass right there? Hell no. I mean, give me a break. And let me give props to whoever cleaned the glass on that for this shot because you could not see glass when he first walks through down the hallway, and that thing just bangs up against. It. I was like, damn. Yeah. Like you said, I freaked out. Um, and then of course you got Sasha just kicked back in the office chair give me a break <laughs> i mean i didn't get that and then you know of course the pun maybe we should name him and duh, 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 you know um but my favorite line of the entire episode you know loose ends make my ass itch you know? yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, i get i give that to my top line right there um and you can see that, that this this dialogue starts to basically they evaluate each other you know, like, hey, I didn't have a choice because, you know, you weren't on top of your game. And, you know, well, you know, you're not on your top of your game. And, you know, that, and they go through that whole, you know, you have a choice in life and different things. And, uh, you know, he's like, I got plans. And, you know, so a lot of that kind of stuff. And when the conversation gets done, he decides he's going to take a walk. You know, he goes, he sees out the window. Go shopping. You know, and, uh, and that was pretty cool. But, I mean, then he goes outside and that this whole deal with the RPG and the cigars and this hanging walker. Please tell me how the walker ended up where he was. Well, I'm trying to figure out a scenario here. Only thing I think is that the fencing from the other side of the bridge was somehow exploded, firing it to the other side of the bridge where the soldier would have been standing, impaling him and hanging him over the side. What about the un- so thin? I mean, you were pulling that out of your backside. Let me tell you. Yeah, this is uh, thin, thin, an thin. unscathed, untouched box of R- RPGs and an unscathed Hummer sitting there with a box of. Gar- there was no explosion going on near anywhere near that. Dude, let me tell you, if there was that RPG box sitting there and those cigars, guarantee that Hummer would have cranked. Yeah, guarantee it. Would have cranked right up probably. And I would not have left it sitting there. Let me throw something else at you. That box is wooden. It was in the back of the bed of a Hummer. We've been doing this for two years. <laughs> Cold rain, 
heat of the Georgia sun or Virginia sun or whatever. No, they've had some that rough box winters. Is <laughs> splinters and the contents are long gone. Yeah, I'd say that thing wasn't even wood. I think that was cardboard. <laughs> it was. It would have been debris. Yeah. Those would have just been soggy, turd-looking yes. logs. Yeah, they look like turds in a you know soft box. Yeah, I mean, it's just been brutal. I'm just, come on, man. This is just, you know, I, I hate to nitpick stuff, but that was just like a slap in the face. You know, don't tell me that Hummer just drove up and left that there. And that guy is a fresh, but hey, you know what? Maybe that's the case. Maybe that's my the anti to that situation that walker right there he wouldn't been he ain't been there for two years since day one no because he would have fallen off long yeah, ago. he had been disgusting gross. so that gives it some kudos that this is possible but his face was pretty rough you know what all they had to do put the cigars in the cab thank you because it was already a hard case for the rpg stuff i mean so that would have been fine all you gotta do is he opens the door oh look there's goodies in here yeah you know plausible you very know. simple yeah, you know, little things, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm quit beating that up. All right, so how about the crazy moment of him crawling out there on the fence? This Do you is, notice the subtlety of putting the gun down against the, the bridge before he goes and how they made sure they showed that and made it slow and the music changed? You know, where they're trying to set up that suspense moment of... Atrocious scene. <laughs> Terrible scene. <laughs> Terrible scene. Uh, I told... My wife looked at me and goes, what's happening? And what I thought he was doing was laying there and, like, put my arm near his mouth and then fake him out. Put my hand near his mouth and fake him out. Yeah, I thought he was, like, playing I thought he was dodge. teasing him. Yeah. I thought he was teasing him. Yeah. Not that he was, like, how the hell am I going to get around his mouth to get the RPG? Not at all. I thought he was teasing him, and then he, like, ah, I lost his mind. And I was, like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah. So stupid. I, I, just, I didn't get it, you know. Matter of fact, I thought he was going to fall. I thought the fence was going to fall down, and they were both going down. Yeah. Or he was going to have to hang on like cliffhanger. Yeah. I, I have no idea where they were going with this. Ugh. You know, I was like, why isn't that pulling his blade and just stabbing him in the head and then just rein over and grab the RPG? Exactly. Why Why, why are we not? Okay. We're, we're, I'm just shaking my head. This is all bad. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to understand what the writers and directors are trying to bring us there. You know, that, that he is a man apart, that he is not sane, that he's living in his own world, own bubble, whatever. But I just didn't get that representation of madness, you know, from those scenes that made that, I don't know, not believable, but it just didn't carry the weight that I wanted it to. They just shot up a car full of people and he wanted to go stab in the head. There's a walker that was paying him no mind. He wanted to go stab it in the head. But this walker... He's by himself. Who is holding he something that he wants, he won't stab it in the head. And then you notice he was on like an overpass or a little bridge area. It looks to be in the middle of town in broad daylight, in broad view of anyone and everyone. And Not I was like, that. when's the second ambush coming to get him while he's sitting on this bridge with no exits? Um, you know, my mind was going a hundred different directions with what the scenario was trying to prove. But my thing is, the building that they're in is down at the bottom across the street, right? Right. Shove that bastard off the side of the bridge and then go down and get the RPG. Yeah. Even if he falls, whatever. Yeah, it's not going to hurt that thing. No. Who cares? I mean, oh, my God. Just sta- don't crawl out on the fence and possibly die. Get a pole and shove that thing off the side. Yeah, I, mm. this was bad. Yeah, it just—I I think they were going for something, and I just think they misfired on the delivery. If that makes sense. Well, it didn't make sense. The scene didn't make sense. Well, that's what I say. I mean, I think they had intentions. It just didn't work. Ugh. All right, so he comes back. He sees Sasha. You know, he's got his RPG, and he's all proud of his big suitcase and blah blah blah. You know, what about the karma? The guy falls, but the RPG stays. Now, see, I didn't mind that. I feel like he looked at that like saying, things are are turning my way. Yeah, that's a stop, sign of good faith moving forward. Stop being an ass, you know. There's opportunities to have a life beyond this, you know. Right. Oh, like when he comes back to Sasha, you know, he puts the moves on her. You Immediately. Know? I mean, he's not subtle. Got his Call gourd like it up. Is, baby, I like it. 
know? RPGs are the fire that lights my loins. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> <laughs> write that down in the book. Jeez. Ugh. Let's talk about Daryl. So my man Daryl, he takes the bike down. Yes, the crossbow did fling out and was destroyed. Okay. So anyway, he eludes this group of jeep, this jeep, you know, on this road, and then With he this pulls super him. loud motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're ten yards away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just cross behind them. Yes. Mirrors don't exist. Yeah. Oh gosh, beating it up, beating it up. Uh, so then he pulls into this woods. Really cool that they found this burnt woods everywhere. Do you How'd think this was a fix? I think they had to go somewhere else to shoot this. You just can't burn the woods up, you know, for a scene. The only thing I can think of is they flew just Norman Reedus out to L.A. because of the wildfires and actually used yeah, well, some you know, space out there. there are, if I'm not mistaken, there are wildfires in other states and maybe even Georgia or places that have had them before, and there's just areas. I mean, well, it's been pretty dry down here in the south. So, I mean, that, that's a real possible. But like I said, I think they probably went to a location that had that, you know, and it was a really, I thought it was cool. That was a really neat effect. You know, how oh, absolutely. That, you know, really cool cinematography when yeah, you see him walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that everything was kind of black, sooty. And- but they sure ruined it when he falls down and just so happens to lay right next to another person oh, yeah. in a motorcycle I mean, helmet. That's just exactly where he stops his motorcycle and decides to take a break right next to the guy in the visor hat. Was this a guy or was this a child? There wasn't enough left to tell you. That rib cage and body looks Looked small. very small. The helmet was huge. Well, the helmets are always going to be big. The you helmet know. doesn't change. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's very possible. I think it was a child's body. It's very possible. Very, very possible. Man, there was a lot of them in there. And that was cool. I did like that. But yeah, his his la- his location of landing, yeah, sketchy. But I still won't understand how these walkers live. Why their brains aren't just boiled to soup. Thank you. Yes. I, 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 don't. I mean, look at their bodies. Their bodies are barely soot. I mean, it's like yeah, your brain almost would... almost pure ash. Let's see. If you have too high of a fever, your brain... You get brain dead. Yeah, you destroy your brain. And these things die from brain trauma. When, you, when you're cooking your brain in your own skull, that's trauma. I mean, if you're in a forest fire and you're burning up, how hot is your head? Yeah. 250? 300 <laughs> degrees? <laughs> you get a fever of 106, they're going to like rush you to the damn ER. And like yeah, You're cooking. They're going to put you in bags of ice. Yeah. Uh, man, I feel you. I feel you. Thank you for uh, going ahead and being critical of something else before I could say it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Anyway, so sure enough, he you know he hears something. He covers his bike up and gets his little medical kit out, and uh, you know, and he comes upon these two girls. And what was it that they said? You know, we stole. We we earned what we stole. Was that was that kind of what they said? It was something to that effect, right? It was we weird. Earned I what thought we kept or something. I I thought they had like a callback, like we claimed what we earned or something like that. Yeah. Um, we claimed it fair and square, or we earned it fair and square, or something. Yeah. God, why can't I remember this? It was such a big deal. Yeah, that's back when we had the Joe. You know, claimed. You know. Right, but what they said, they said it a couple times. I can't believe I can't remember what it is. Yeah, we earned what we took. I I could have swore it was something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I, I wish I wrote it down. Then, of course, he takes a bashing. Okay. Uh, how many times are we going to see, oh, we didn't see the guy behind us, and we get smoked in the head and then are out cold? Uh, this season alone. Stealth walkers, stealth humans. There's all stealth. Uh, uh, this happened to Morgan. This has happened to Daryl. This has happened to somebody else. I mean, this is becoming the common thread of getting your ass knocked out and then waking up into a bad situation. Ninjas. They're all ninjas. <laughs> you just don't realize it. We're not in Atlanta, Georgia. We're in yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. This guy can barely handle a firearm, and but he can sneak up when no. Daryl can track squirrels and kill them <laughs> from 400 feet away. I what mean. you don't realize is that's Raz al Ghul. And <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're so full of it. Anyway, so he takes a whopping to the head and he wakes up, you know, kind of wakes up. He hears him talking, blah, blah, blah. And 
He's tied up. And so they, you know, they go to this dialogue. Where we're reasonable people. We don't want to be like what other people are. And we all started out good, but eventually, you know, they basically, which I did, I did like this little dialogue. They talked about how your human psyche turns you into bad people because of the opportunity of what life is. And I can 100% believe that because I've seen it personally. You know, if the opportunity is there to do something and you don't feel like it can, it's going to affect you and moving on, if, if anything, just improve your situation, you're going to take advantage of it, even if it's necessarily not morally correct. You know, but it's just like he's saying, you know, you become survival of the fittest. You become, you know, the, the need for power and the need for those things for more security for yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the environment and the time shaping people. It's what we've seen already in several groups, how, you know, the best of intentions turn into, you know, some kind of awful. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the old phrase, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intention. Absolutely. And so I like like that it shows that even in other places that things have soured. Where Alexandria is different because Alexandria just never had to deal with it. So they've just been shielded. Where these people, they've had to live with the surviving. Even so much that you see the scene where he gets bit and they know, okay, put your arm down and cut it off and ah, walk it off, you know, rub some dirt on it. You know, it was just so nonchalant, like, okay, done it. Cut it off, Wade. Get it off me, you know. Yeah, but, you know, I still look like even Alexandria had its problems. You got to think the town doctor was beating his wife and kids and stuff. You yeah, know but what that's I mean? normal everyday things before the apocalypse. I understand that, but... Because of the apocalypse, they couldn't throw Pete's ass out of the place because they needed the doctor. Yeah, yeah. So every place has its darkness based on the yeah, current setting. Yeah. You know? I, I just look at it like if any if there's any loophole, if there's any way to take advantage of whatever rules, whatever community has set up, someone or some people are going to take advantage of that. Right. To gain power. You know, whatever it is. Right. Even if they do it subtly without even realizing they're doing it, they'll do it. You know, right. it's human nature. Right. So he's walking with these, this threesome. This is Tina, Sherry, and I can't remember the guy's name. Anyway, hey, um, you know, like I said, he discusses who they are and, da, 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 and they're they're looking for Patty. They've they've left wherever they were, which was not a good place. You know, it was a, a vacuum of, of power and authority and bad things. And they come across this Patrick trucking, you know, and then, oh my God, and Patty, you know, and she's got to be gone. She's got to be gone. And so then Daryl bolts because the girl collapses at the same time. And then we get to the swamp thing, Walker. Um, you know, the one Daryl was trying to get the crossbow out of the bag. Yeah. Um, this was my favorite Walker of the episode. I thought it was pretty freaking cool how. Oh, he's fantastic. Done, yeah, yeah. The effects were done on him was pretty sweet. Um, and, of course, you know, Daryl, you know, the music heightens up a little bit. And Daryl's supposed to be in trouble a little bit. And I'm like, blah, blah. You know. You, you can't know, get the crossbow My out. wife was, like, leaning up going, oh, 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 oh. You know, and I was like, nah. Nah. <laughs> this this is not the end for Daryl. Smash him with a tree limb or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll trip and hit the knot and knocking his head off, you know. Um, Single walker, not dangerous. Yeah, I mean. So, so then, of course, he, he finds the cooler with the enormous writing insulin on insulin. it. You know what made that more believable to me is is that like it was a piece of tape that had somebody written insulin on it to make it where like it was a the cooler was turned into this purpose. Right, like they had raided some pharmacy and it's like right. All right we got a cooler. We got to keep ice on it. Da 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 da. Yeah. Right. So, my next nitpick. As you know, my wife is in the medical profession and happens to deal with, you know, prescription drugs on a daily basis, right? She immediately looked at me and goes, nope. Got to like, be refrigerated. And she says, insulin has a shelf life. I said, it's been over two years. That, that's, <laughs> that ain't happening. And it, once it's opened, it has even less days that it's good. And I said, no. She was looking at me going, go ahead and tell your brother when you do your pod. It ain't happening. And she's like, they got you know, you know how many syringes you go through when you're an when you're an insulin dependent diabetic? <laughs> there wasn't enough there's not enough syringes in a round they're gonna carry in a duffel bag to keep her going for two years past the apocalypse. Uh-huh. And I was kinda like, Mm-hmm. Okay. 
okay. You know, so she was she was calling bunk on that. But me, I was thinking, well, you know, you you can go to another pharmacy. There's more, in, you know, there's this, that, and so on. But she's like, she does have a point. It has to be refrigerated. So two years, no yeah, electricity. No. I just don't see it, you know. So that kind of was like, mm, and well, they ain't producing ice with electricity much either, unless we live in up north. No, uh, you know what? If I was diabetic, I would still take old insulin. You know, I would assume it would help some kind of bit. You know, maybe maybe you have to take a boatload of it or something. I don't know. My wife's like, Mm-mm. yeah, I'm sure it'd probably poison you if you take yeah, it. You're but, probably toast. Yeah, um, <laughs> instant Walker. <laughs> You know what? This this was just a uh, bad choice by the writers. Give it something else. You know, make, make it be her, asthma. Yeah, thank, I was just going to say, make her an asthmatic and make her start going. <gasps> you know, yeah. and you, you know, he take off with her inhalers. All right, and then you when you walk back, and you're like, oh crap, you know, and you run back there and you throw her. You know, that right there is more plausible. You know, to me. Oh, definitely. My wife's asthmatic and she has dozen inhalers floating around. You know, but they last forever as long as your yeah. son, like mine, doesn't pick it up and just sit there and exhaust them fifty at a time. By the way, he of- was doing that earlier. What, you want, oh, that's great. Playing. That's great. <laughs> so, uh, whip your pocketbook out for the next inhaler. Yeah, like I said, this is just this, the writers. Don't don't make her diabetic. Make yeah. her something else. Think about this. It's been over two years. They quit insulin production a long time ago. Yeah. If you were diabetic, it was just basically a death sentence. Just make it. Unless you're heart like, problem, wrong. diabetics. There are several different versions. There's pill form to help control. There's other, you know, just a diet weight control. There's a lot of different ways. But if you, if she is collapsing and requires an injection, as they showed on this episode, just don't see the plausibility of her making it. If somebody out there is diabetic and is, we are 100% off base. Please email us, you know, or hit us on Facebook and tell us that we're wrong because I would love to know if this is possible or accurate or something. But the thing of it is, is your wife knows insulin has a shelf life. It didn't say meds on the cooler. It said insulin. Yeah. A nice, pretty red block lettering. Right. So it doesn't matter, Uh, diabetic or not. We know it can't survive this long. Not two years later. So it was just a poor choice. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's what I'm about. All right, so, of course, Daryl comes back to give him the stuff. And this is the infamous crossbow versus a 9mm or 40 SNW. Did you notice my man got the gun up and pointed at Daryl before he decides to put it back down and say, okay, you win? Yeah, I, I think this is one of those deals where it's like, I have the drop on you. I already have the bolt pointed at you. You know, but that that barrel made its way to to Daryl, the barrel to Daryl. Anyway, Ugh. you know, it, it's just. I mean, the gun should have never made it past his kneecap high. You know, if it got it any higher, then the bolt should have gone through his shoulder or something. You know, I mean, I don't know. That was just my opinion. I mean, if I'm nitpicky, then I apologize. But you know, yeah, that i can't complain too much with that i mean that's daryl's weapon give me the wooden statue you whittled that your grandfather taught you how to whittle Um, you know i didn't figure that part out so what's this for why why did he do that okay so you know i today i read an exclusive interview with norman reedus and he was talking about this episode because it's the first norman episode of this season episode six of this season by the way and he says um Everybody needs to pay attention to the small details. The littlest thing to even a sign on the wall or a wooden statue that you take for no reason all has purpose down the road. And so that was something he made comments and stuff. So there's this statue and the people who stole the bike, they have a purpose down the road. What it is, who knows? But so that that's good to me. I like it because that makes me want to look at things a lot more thoroughly and you know try to take better notes and do like that and to see if there's been clues or easter eggs or different things of that nature you know i think there's a reason it's called patrick trucking i think there's a reason he found a gas truck i think there's a reason that they have an rpg now i mean matt gave yeah. us some feedback and he's like okay zach jake guess what when you have gas truck plus rpg spells out mid-season finale badass you know what i mean so 
Well, um, no, I could clearly see this going a certain direction. Yes. But I'm hoping that it's not that laid out in front of us and so just so obvious. Obvious as can be. Like they've done other things. Yeah. I mean, let's think about Carol and her fireworks and shooting the gas tank to get them out of the, you know, the Terminite yeah. situation. Are we going to have the RPG gas truck, you know, explosion now? You know what? It's a good idea to draw all the attention to the gas truck and then fire the RPG at it and blow them all to hell. You know, but in a way, that's what I feel like they're going to do. So I hope they do something different. Yeah. Shake it up. Yeah. I do, up. Don't make it that obvious. Yeah. Shake it up. All right. So Daryl ends up going back and finding people, gives them in some that kind of stuff. And then he realizes that some people show up. And this is, we got one name. Wade was one of them. Okay, but did you realize they showed up in a truck mowing down trees even six-inch trees? Yes, the big old, big old truck, big old diesel truck. Yeah, I don't care how big it is; it ain't taking trees down like they're <laughs> just. Hey, now twigs. these are burned dead sticks. Not the ones they were driving through. Okay, okay, easy over there, Commando. No, Lay I it down. you'll watch it again. Easy, Abraham. Close it's ridiculous. It. Okay, shut the door. Well, we make our own roads. Okay, hey, pump the brakes. Calm down. <laughs> All right, so so Daryl sees in the, in the distance this way is no good. Go this way, and they go behind this little homemade tree structure deal and hide. And just so happened, you know, Daryl does a little sound to get this guy to turn the right moment for a walker to bite his arm. This was tough for me to watch, aka worst scene of the episode. Yes, it was just kind of like that right there is just. I mean, don't don't do that. I mean, the the walker sitting there flapping his arm, going, uh, 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 and this guy walks by and just happens to hear a sound and turn and <laughs> throw its arm into its mouth. I mean, oh no! Oh, I'm just so verklempt, you know. Give shiver. me a break! Oh my god, this, the yes, this was the toughest thing to watch. They did that. That was their solution to, for them to show them cut an arm off. That they were at that point. That's what they came up with to get to that point. No, this was just so bad. I know it. The scene they wanted to show everybody was him lose his arm and just fling it off over there, right? Take the watch off, put the belt over his arm, and cut his arm off with a buoy knife, which would not be an easy chore. Considering he's cutting through the forearm. Oh, yeah. He'd be sawing. You ain't getting through those two bones in your arm. Give me a... Br- How many times did I, uh, Rick have to hit Herschel in the leg and his two bones, and he had a freaking hatchet? This guy pulls yeah. out his blade from his hip pocket and <laughs> give me a break. Uh, this was all bad. Yeah, this was, this all, was this just... Is, like I said, this is some of that middle of the episode stuff that made me want to throw up. Yeah. First off, like you said, that walker trapped inside that overturned truck is what it was i guess i don't know what it was was making a shitload of noise yeah so even if the guy turned the corner he'd be like oh that's what made that noise yeah it's that thing instead he goes right next to it tries to box it out like he's in the paint and just forearm shivers it right into his mouth like here take that take tasty tasty eat this (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is awful yeah i mean and of course you got daryl of the rattle in the bushes yeah (laughs) Oh, this will get his attention. Yeah. But the guy didn't hear the zombie going, Bruh! Yeah, with the arm flapping uh. around. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> God, this is stupid. Yeah, I know it. I mean, I'm willing to say this is the worst scene of this entire season. This is definitely the worst bite. Uh, definitely the yeah. worst bite. You know. That was so dumb. Yeah. Now, this is followed by the second worst decision and biting scene of Tina going through this little greenhouse area and walking up and finding these two walkers that happened to be covered in melted glass. And I was like, she's going to stand right between two walkers. She's going to do this. I'm looking at my wife going, I don't even know if I want to watch this. You're too dumb to live. Yes. Thank you. How have you survived for two years plus after the apocalypse to walk between two of them on the ground? First off, you're a massive anchor albatross because you're a diabetic need of insulin every 10 seconds. But now you're just going to wander 
Yeah, first this, off, look, this is where we lived. This is what you used to be. First off, the plastic slash glass encased zombies. Stupid. No. This was dumb. I, yeah, I just didn't. Mm-mm. What a terrible. Here's the other set. part of this. Like so they said they did this when the apocalypse happened. So that means those things have not moved or changed for two years. For two years, give or take, whatever the how long this has really been. You mean to tell me they just decide to wake up right then and there, break through the glass, which was like so easy, and attack her? No, no, it's it's it's, it's so dumb. Those, it, those zombies were that physical capable. They would have been out of that glass and gone a long time ago. Yeah, this is dumb. I mean, no, that it's like the timing's dumb. The sealing them in. The glass is done. What were they sleeping in the greenhouse? And it just so happened to burn them up. And it perfectly laid upon them and sealed them in. Yes. Yet her tapping it shatters it. Yes. I mean, if you remember earlier, there was a part where they were walking in the woods and there was a charred body that was like half gone and it was still moving and trying to get around. Remember it was on the ground? Yeah. What's the difference in that one? He burned two years ago too. Why is these right here in the encasing all of a sudden just pop up and start munching on Tina's neck? I was wrong. The Daryl bite scene, not as bad as this. This was even dumber. No, 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 no. Homeboy thro- full, flowing his arm up nope. into the goo who's nope. wi- right up in the boat. No, no, no. This was all bad, though. Yeah, this no, was this every is bit two bad, bad. scene. Yeah. And the fact that she died in 0.3 seconds from a, a first bite. I mean, they, they bit her like twice, and they killed her, and she was already dead. I mean, dead, dead. I can I can throw more salt on this. You ready for this? The next scene, they were already had a hole dug. Where'd the shovels come from? Where were they just handy out here? The not burnt the, up. No, Those handles I mean, made you. it. I mean, the <laughs> tent was completely gone. The only thing that was still around was these metal cups and plates. But boy, those shovels were in good shape. Boy, <laughs> to be this able to dig so holes stupid. like this. <laughs> this is utterly retarded. The thing is, is like they're first off, the bodies are laying down like they were laying on a pallet on the floor. Yeah, and then just took the flames like a boss, and then let the glass seal them up, and then like you said. The handles of the shovels didn't burn up at all. No. And then that did only have one hole dug. They had three holes dug. Oh. I mean, let's let's not worry about it. nothing in there. Everything. Uh, it's amazing the building was still standing. Because if this melted glass to be that hot that it molded over two zombies, walkers, I give you. But the handles of some shovels were still sturdy. Two years of being out in the elements. They were just fire hardened. Fire hardened. I want a name brand. I want a name brand. Yeah, because I want them all that. hanging in my garage. I'm going to Georgia. I want to know what wood this was. <laughs> Give me it's that a fireproof brick. wood. Oh my god! Was this was this plastic that just happened to get a little soot on it? No, this is embarrassing. This is bad. This was all bad. This was a bad, bad scene. Yeah, this was ten minutes of Walking Dead that they needed to redo. And I feel bad. I feel bad. I like yeah. the show. I, I like the show hate a lot. Bashing this, and I am just beating this middle of this episode to death. But that's the thing. They started strong. They're going to end strong, but the middle of this was some of the worst of Walking poorly Dead. Poorly executed, poorly written. Ugh. Let's move on from this. I get the I'm, shivers. Right, so so we get the three questions, and my boy Daryl is almost hollering at him. You know, how many walkers you kill? kill. <laughs> you know, I love this Southern act. How many walkers you kill? You know, and he was, uh, you know, oh, a couple dozen. You know, and he's like, how many people you kill? None. You know, why? You know, I mean the. He's talked to him so condescending, you know. And so they make the decision that, you know, hey, I come from an area that, you know, we still have good people and so on. And then he decides to go and we're going to start go to find my bike. We're going to go find my other people and get out of here. And all of a sudden he goes, oh, crap. And he turns and they're going to take his bike. Okay, this is where it kind of started to go up a little bit to me. Yeah. Because I liked how they showed him look into the rearview mirror and go, oh, shit. And then that yeah. happened. And you know, and my wife's like, why are they doing this? I said, be honest with you, if I was in their shoes, you I'd do the them. same thing. Because yeah. look, you have a mode of transportation to get out of here that two people can ride. You don't, this guy has saved your life and all great, but you he have just the fire to go back, back to the area you don't want to go to yeah. to look for people you don't know. And as well as he's already told you, we can walk, we're going to get back to the town. 
So he's telling you, you got to walk back to town while he's going to hunt the bike. So, yeah, I mean, I, I completely understand why these two people took his stuff and gone. I, I get that, you know. And, of course, they took his bike. They took – they gave him a little medical – and they took his crossbow. And that's what he immediately told me. Yeah, we're going to see these people again. <laughs> the crossbow must come back. I almost hope that it doesn't. I almost hope they go back because when he lost the crossbow originally, I was like, hell yeah. Let me get squirrel killing knife Daryl again. Yeah. You know, I, I I was looking forward to that. I was looking forward to seeing him kill, like he killed a tank with a hand grenade. Mm-hmm. You know, like all that stuff. I like his, I like how, I don't know, multi-talented Daryl is. And I want to see that again. Right. You know, I, I know it's his, like his, his, his iconic. Signature. Yeah, his iconic signature weapon. Just like Rick and his anaconda, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, we, we can, we can come back around on that, you know? Yeah. I just, you know, I, I look forward to, to him not having the crossbow for a little while. I, I hope that's the case. Unfortunately, I think he's going to get it back within the next two episodes. So, right. All right. The group that, you know, of course the guy lost his arm like that. You knew, you, you know, it kind of showed waist down. You could see there was one part, but the guy had hair over his head. I did not get the vibe these were wolves at all. They were too organized. They had weapons. They had guns. No, these weren't wolves. And so, you know, this, a lot of people are talking about, this could be the group that's potential coming up called the Saviors. You know, and um, I feel like this is that. Do you, you kind of get that vibe too? Because this is like I, I said, don't know this the source, source material, material. But this isn't spoiler. Is that you know one of the groups that the Rick and company encounter around this time of Alexandria is a group called the Saviors, and they're organized. You know, and these guys are the first organized, have weapons, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm not real sure why they showed everybody. Basically, well, you know what I say, everybody. They basically didn't show. Was his name Wade? Yeah, Wade was supposedly the guy who was leading the little group. They just didn't show Wade's head. Now, thing of it is, they could have been saying, "Oh, we don't plan on casting Wade till later. Let's not show his head. This is the look we want him to have, but let's not show his head." Right. That's very possible. That's kind of a Hollywoody type right. deal to do. But, uh, but yeah, these guys are clearly organized, and you know they have trucks that can drive over trees and stuff, so they're pretty op- pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. No joke. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'll give you that. The tree dozer. So, this this you know, the scenes are wrapping up, and Daryl goes back and he sees the walker that has the helmet on it, and he looks on the ground, finds this piece of metal, rubs on it, Patrick towing, you know, and then he happens to look, and there's the truck that happened to run off into the woods, you know. Of course, goes over there. There's still a walker in it, you know. Uh, pulls it out, kills it, of course. And, of course, gets the truck going, and voila, before you know it, we pull up. There's Sasha and Abraham, and down the road they go, you know. Um, didn't have a problem with this, you know. I mean. How'd the walker die inside the truck? Um, you think there was, like, a gunfight when the truck was being stolen and they shot it at it or something? I didn't see any bullet holes. I, I don't know. What The part that bothers me is, is that if – that's a gas truck and the woods were on fire. Why is a gas truck still there? No, it was afterwards. You could tell. Okay. Because that's the, they came back for Patty. You find out Patty is actually a fuel truck that they were coming to get. And you could tell, like, because they went to the, the towing spot to get Patty and it was gone. So somebody drove it out of there, tried to hide the truck in the woods and died. You know, you gotcha. know hoping that they could come back and get it got you what that had to do with the the little kid body with the helmet on i don't know i don't know either i i, I don't know it, it, the helmet was it significant because he was driving a motorcycle i mean i don't I, know Is honestly, there symbolism there i don't know i'm like ever since i read that interview today with norman Reedus, i'm like mm, what is the helmet supposed to be telling us what is this about you know that you know the little things and i i got nothing drawing drawing spaces here i honestly have i have no clue because he's in the He's in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. There's a person out there with a motorcycle helmet on, um, and like the, the and the towing the truck, the Patrick trucking sign is next to that body on the ground with the truck hidden in the woods past it. Almost like that truck ran over that body or something. Right. I don't know. I don't know. You know, 
I do think it's pretty cool. The whole little story, like I was talking about earlier, is that you know they said that they set the fire ablaze. You know, they set the forest ablaze because that's where most of the dead ones had congregated, were in this area. I, like, I thought that was cool. They said, I thought everyone. Story. We thought everyone was fighting him. Yeah. So we were fighting him. You know, to, only to find out some most people were killing themselves or hunkering down. Right. You know. Um, I thought that was a cool touch. Yeah. Like there were really people neat. trying to be on the offensive. Mm-hmm. which I thought was cool because, you know, they thought, well, maybe this hadn't spread so far. It's like, if we all just knock it out, it would be done. Right. You know? Yeah. It was, it was the first possible solution to the problem, even though it wasn't feasible. Yeah. So I like that. So, all right. The truck's going down the road and the radio transmission. Help. Help. So there's been a lot of speculation of who this could be. And so on. You know, the Talking Dead out of the poll, and they all said it's Glenn. What's your thoughts? I'll be honest with you. I thought it was Rick's voice. I don't. I don't know why. I thought it was Rick with that kind of gravelly tone, whispering over the mic. Help. Or the only other thought I thought maybe was um, I thought was the people who stole the bike because they got his radio too. Maybe down the road that the, they've encountered something or something bad. Because like they said, they're not done. We're going to see them again. We're going to see that bike. We're going to see that crossbow. Or them saying help. You know, and there was part of me that was like, okay, this explains Glenn. This, you know, he's under the dumpster. These three are going to come save him. Well, now we have an RPG and a gas truck that can roll up in this town, get them all over there, kaboom, go save Glenn. But okay, or that could be used for the kaboom to get the walkers off of Alexandria. True, but they don't know that the walkers are on Alexandria. Or my other kind of thought was, we're dealing with the Wade guys, whatever those group were in the woods, and they've gotten them on the motorcycle, and they're luring in whoever the other people were. Mm, to get I like the, that. To I get like the that. truck back, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a trap. It's a yeah. setup, you know. I'm, 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 uh, I'm scooping what you're pooping there. Uh, you know, that, that could easily just be something like, don't give them too much information. Just say help. Yeah, I got you. Well, uh, well that's good. That's good. Well, uh, I, when we do our spoilers at the end, I'll kind of throw something out you a little bit about okay. that little scenario. And so, I don't want to ruin it for people who are not spoiler esque. Um, so then the episode ends. That's, that's credits. And we get this five-second preview, you know, and then it says, wait to go through the first commercial break of Into the Badlands to get the full preview. Um, but by the way, we are potting, you know, Into the Badlands. And, um, well, I am. And uh, I was impressed. Yeah, no, I was uh, very pleased. Very pleased. It's so, very niche. It'll be for a certain audience, but that certain audience will love it. Right. And so uh, if you're listening to this and uh, you want to give Into the Badlands a, a sprinkle, we will have a pod on it up uh, pretty close to this one and uh, give it a listen. I think uh, my brother's doing a great job on this, and I think y'all enjoy it, and any feedback y'all can give would be awesome. Um, so uh, like I was telling you earlier, uh, the Norman Reedus interview uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations to Norman Reedus. Uh, he's got a new AMC show uh, coming out called Riding with Norman or Riding with Norman Reedus, where it's going to be a motorcycle trip. And they're comparing it to like a Anthony Bourdain, no reservation show, but him on a motorcycle. And it's more about the, not the destination, but the, the journey, the, the open road, the journey. Exactly. The people you meet, the food you eat, different things of that nature. And then he'll have special people who are riding with him for his trips. And so um, I'll probably give this a sprinkle. I'm not I'm not a huge huge fan of reality TV. Some of them I do like, you know, um, but uh, we'll see. You know, like nah. I said, I'll give it a sprinkle. I think he's a good actor. I love I love it. I love his character. You know, I'm a Walking Dead fan, so you know I love the guy and so on. But I love him because he's Daryl. You know. Um, you know, when he came out with his new movie, you know, air and all that stuff, you know, it's not one I was like, Oh, I gotta go see it. I gotta go see it because Daryl's in it. You know, no, it's not Daryl. It's Norman Reedus, you know? So that's little things, you know? Um, but I do think the Daryl character has rubbed off on Norman Reedus a little bit. 
I think yeah. he's pulled, that's his persona now. Pulled that persona, not all, but slightly into his persona now. Right. I mean, it's almost like he has to keep that appearance all the time instead of just being himself. Which I could be completely off base because I've never met the man in person. Uh, you know, like that. And then I'd love to meet him one day, and you know, love to get an autograph and all that stuff. Uh, and I could be completely off base, you know, but. You know, he is famous as Daryl. He's not, you know, I don't know if he's famous for being Norman Reedus. Uh, he has a cut of following from Boondock Saints. but Yes, which I do. I I, I knew him then and I liked him then too. So. Yeah, but. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has been cast as Nagin. Now, if you don't know, this is source material information. And Nagin is the... Next big villain, which makes the governor look like a fluffy kitten. Uh, this guy is no joke. Um, to give you a visual interpretation, uh, leather coat, tight pants, you know, jeans, whatever, very broad shoulder, very tall, slick back, black mafia style hair, very clean cut, cussing like a sailor like you had never known it. I mean, just sarcastic and he totes a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire and his name for the bat is lucille this is the next bad guy if that gives you a visual of anything yeah he's got like a rockabilly look that's the only thing or a greaser yeah kind of look um i've not read the source material obviously but i am aware of this character um i don't want to get too much into it but i will say Jeffrey Dean Morgan, fantastic casting. This this is spot on. I mean, like this guy. If you've ever seen the 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 Watchmen, you know he's you know one the of the comedian. characters. That, the comedian. This guy has the look that matches the source material. This and is could be really good. The demeanor too. Yes, the just way a he harsh, himself. yeah, harsh dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just can easily pull off that brutality yeah and be smiling about it and yeah just, you just be cold as ice man i mean honestly this character is you could think a lot of the along the lines of the comedian i mean he's right. brutally yeah. you know more unmoralistic you know i mean just violent question do you think they're gonna go with the appearance like the comic book has because you know the governor and the source material had long black hair was you know not real tall like David Morrissey was and you know looked more like a how do I say this he looked more like a Jesus character because the way he looked I mean he was like I said very long black straight hair skinny um, you know devilish like that not David Morrissey you know and so do you think they're going to let Jeffrey D. Morgan keep his normal appearance or make him look like what the source material is I don't think they have to try very hard with him because he already has kind of nicely parted, slick-backed hair. He's a broad man. Um, I just don't see him wearing this coat in the heat. I just don't, you know, that's one of the key figures. One of the key things about this character is he wears this leather coat all the time. Yeah. But, you know, to keep that same look, you could do, you could do like a... Um, you know, just the classic white T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, you know they used to have the cigarette box yeah, rolled, rolled up. up in the sleeve. Yeah. You know, if he wants to continue that greaser kind of look, they could easily do that with even maybe a leather like vest instead. Yeah, they could shake it like up a, a cut. Bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, and kind of fool with that just a hair a bit, and still keep the kind of classic look from the combo. I wonder how they're gonna do the whole cussing like a sailor profanity. You know. Because he, you know, I wonder if they're going to do like a big spin on it where like it's the opposite. You cuss, I'm going to beat the piss out of you. you yeah, like I mean? make like, him a holy roller that's yeah. any cursing around him is it's taboo. It's like from me. I will deal <laughs> yeah. with you, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Scorched that, earth for that. But. Exactly. So we said we know he's been cast and we're in, and they have mentioned that he's supposed to be seen somewhere, I believe, towards the end of this entire season. So that's that's what's been said you know nothing's confirmed you know how that goes um all right the last two things we're going to mention i'm going to go ahead and tell you warning warning this is spoilerish this does give answers to some questions about the show and its future so if you do not want to hear this 
do no, go ahead and turn it off and uh we really appreciate you listening in we, we love that you can catch our podcast and you can always catch us at bleed tv podcast um as well as bleed tv podcast at gmail.com and facebook page you know uh continue to listen we love it always send your feedback we're really looking forward to how this mid-season is going to wrap it up and so on but uh i am giving you a warning so uh if you uh, are done thank you appreciate it but here it is um, in the interview with Norman Reedus, the question was proposed to him who was on the end of that radio transmission that said, help. And his defining answer was, it's not Glenn. And so this could be him propaganda. This could be him just deflection. It could be a lot of things. Me personally, I thought I heard Glenn's voice. I believe it's Glenn's voice. I think Daryl's saying this, and this is just part of what he's supposed to say. But he did say, no, this is not Glenn. What are your thoughts on that, bro? Okay. There's no one else. All right, since we're in spoiler territory and there's no reason not to, you know, release certain things. The fact that we know that Jesus is supposed to show up this season. Okay. I won't go into who he is or what he does or anything like that. So the options for, if Glenn's alive, the options for saving Glenn are the new Jesus character mm-hmm. or the three in the fuel truck, right? So far. So far, right? That's where I'm at. So the help is either from, like I said, the guys with the radio on the bike like you talked about, whether they've been captured and it's a trap, or the only other people with the radio is is Rick. That's right. And so, well, and Glenn, exactly. Well, did no? Did Glenn have a radio? He did. He did. He did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if Glenn had a radio, and Rick has a radio, and the couple on the bike have a radio, that's the only three possibilities. Well, you know, Abraham had one too. Yeah, but they're the ones hearing the help. Right. So, out of those, it ain't Rick. I, I just, I don't think I so. thought, I thought I heard Rick's voice. I just don't think it's Rick. That's soft-spoken. Hell, you know, I just, I just, the most probable is the people on the bike, in my opinion. The, the, what I want it to be and what I believe it is, is Glenn. But it is also possible it's Rick. If you take Norman Reedus on his word and it's not Glenn and it's either the people on the bike or Rick. People on the bike. Then you definitely go people on the bike. I have no doubt. Because like I said, that's the easiest way back to seeing those people. Yeah, but I mean, Daryl was already kidnapped, got away, came back, and then was betrayed. But what did Daryl say at the end of that? He, the guy said, I'm sorry. And he said, you will be. You know, and then he pulls out the little wood carving and stuff like that. I mean, they're just telegraphing that they're going to see these people again. Yeah. my my In my mind, those two people are dead. And that help was the last stitch dress call, you know, stress call, you know, and they're going to, he's going to show up and he's going to find their remains or the bike missing and, or whatever, you know, something of that nature. And that little whittled statue is what, you know, he puts on their gravesite or something, you know, something symbolic or something, you know, he, I told you, you were going to, you're going to be sorry or, you know, something subtle, yeah. you know, something like that. Um, the other spoiler thing was, is that in this interview, he talks about how, uh, this is Norman Reedus again, how excited one of his favorite episodes is coming up next, next, next half, half season. season. And it's a season he calls or relates to a Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid episode with him and Rick. And so kind of spells out that he's not in danger of dying or anything anytime soon. So yeah. which is, is a relief, which, you know, I didn't feel like he was. But um, so we are going to get Norman Reedus next eight episodes. So some, you know, for at least a while. Uh so I thought that was good, but you know, I'm kind of excited about the idea of having an episode where those two are the episode. Oh, absolutely! Because you, know? you, if you remember back to, do you remember when Rick, um, 
bit the throat out of that guy? Out of Joe. Out of Joe, right? Mm-hmm. That's when Daryl showed up to save him and got his butt whooped. Yeah. Right, and Daryl was there, and Carl saw it and stuff like that. That was a great scene. One of the better scenes and one of the best episodes of the entire series. And if you remember, following that was Rick and Daryl sitting in front of the car. Covered and in blood. Covered in blood. And them having that conversation. I absolutely love that. Yeah. You know, you're my brother. You're always my brother. Yeah. That kind of stuff, you know. These two have fantastic Money. chemistry. Money. So I look forward to that. Big yeah. time. You know, the funny thing is that they were talking in the interview is those two carpool to work. Oh, I don't know. I mean, can me. you imagine that's your day? You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, Andy, we're, you know, we're going to get some Starbucks on the way to work today. You know, yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, man. You know? Yeah, it's just, uh, it's a life. is running deep right now. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad Daryl's not going to bite the dust and he'll will be in a cool episode next You know, season. and I'm going to put this as my opinion out there. If they are giving Norman Reedus another show, is this insurance to keep him on at AMC without having to raise his pay to an astronomical amount? Uh, perhaps. you know. In my a, mind, that's what it feels like. But other people would look at it like, oh, they're giving him another show because he's going to die on this show. You know? That's true. That could be that way. And now I don't like you because you mentioned that. <laughs> I mean, that's just—I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, that all makes right. more sense, honestly. You're probably right, and, and now I'm all disappointed. Yes, he could be lying about the whole Butch Cassidy episode. He could be lying about all of it. This is all hearsay. Yeah, could be crap. I'm done with you. Anyway. Right. Let's wrap Guys, it up. I think we're going to call it here. Like I said, you know, if you, if you got a few minutes to give us a, a, a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd really appreciate it. Right now, we've uh, we've got a good amount. Um, it's kind of gone a little stagnant, and so if you got a few seconds to hit us with one, we'd greatly appreciate it. But we love all the feedback we're getting, all the comments. Um, really, really appreciate it. It's making this show that much more enjoyable for us to hear y'all's opinions, the diversity, and so on, and. I think it's what makes you know, our podcast appealing and we're, we're gaining momentum and we really appreciate it. So you got a minute to give us some feedback. Uh, we're at bleed TV podcast or also bleed TV podcast at gmail.com. And we also have a Facebook page. Uh, you can always catch me there um, as well as my brother um, tune in for into the badlands as well. Uh, Jake's already started part on it. It'll be out just about the same time. We really appreciate everything. And other than that, I think we're going to call it here, bro. So this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And we're out.